Did you get enough sleep tonight? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Roxy, I didn't get enough sleep last night. Did you get enough sleep last night? Well, I like the way that you asked it was, did you get enough sleep tonight? As in like in the future. In the future. Oh, yeah, uh, tense was wrong. I, I messed and up then the I tense. Really, I really thought about it like, did I get enough sleep tonight? Mm-hmm. Does he know? <laughs> he already knows. Free I see cough. the future. Free I see cough. the future. No, I woke up. I woke up too early this morning, and then I, I don't know about you, but I'm one of those people that once I'm awake, it's it's hard to to rev back down mm-hmm. and get back into the sleep time. And so I've been I've been running since about four in the morning as of this recording. I did the opposite as you because last night they decided to drop a whole new season of Sex Education on Netflix. And Big Brother had a two-hour episode, what? and Morning Show dropped their new episode. So all of that took place in a post-midnight manner watching for me. Wait, did you, uh, you didn't watch all of Sex Education? No, no. Okay. I'm on episode three. Um, of three of? Ten. We'll commit to it. It's ten episodes. No, I can tell you for sure. It's eight. It's eight. eight. I'm on I got three you. of eight. I'm on three of eight. Uh, for season three and listen i i really am liking that show but that's for a different conversation i'm just saying that's that's three hours on that yeah i was and, gonna say and then the the you said big brother right yeah and then uh, morning show yeah all uh, after midnight and big brother was two hours <sighs> so is sex education though i think is only half a I hope I for your sake. No, no, it's an hour. Oh it's an hour. God. Yeah, it's a full hour. I was like, how long was I up? Um, but then I got to sleep in until like 8.45. So I okay. got four more hours than you on the on the other end. All right. <laughs> all that's right. how that works, TJ. That, that listen, that's just how math works. That's math. And that's so. what we talk about on this show is your, we answer your math questions. No, we don't. We talk about movies, TV shows, comic books. Uh, and as you've heard us uh, talking right now, my name is DJ Wooldridge. And with me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. That's true, DJ. That is true. That is true. And uh, this is the, you can, if you want to have this full discussion, you're you're so enthralled right now you're like oh my god i want the full two-hour episode i don't want just the the normal podcast episode that's for losers i want the full thing you should go to patreon.com slash only stupid answers not only do you get the full full discussion you get uh you can watch this live and you can also even if you want uh, there's a tier where you you get to skype with me once a month uh and i get to tell you all the things that i don't say on air because i don't want to get in trouble all my, all the you think, oh, DJ, the opinionated. There's all you don't even know the opinions I keep to myself. Um, so that should be on a pin. Yeah, you, you don't, don't even know, know the, the opinions, opinions like, that I keep to myself. Yeah, there's so that. many things that people say online, and that you like, you could have just kept that to yourself. That just yep. that could have just been a you thing. But anyway, um, we also uh, uh, you can also review this show on iTunes five stars please and thank you because that gets us in front of more eyeball your balls eyeballs that gets us more listeners so please give us that five star review and if you've already done it you can go do it again and on Spotify every week we ask you a question uh, and last week's question was are you watching Titans this season if so what's been your favorite moment if not why not and Stormy Wood says I haven't watched Titans for me the promotion 
promotional never grabbed my interest. Chasha Wazalewski said, I am watching Titans, although I feel like this might be the last season for me. Superboy and Beast Boy have been my favorites, but I enjoy everything from Barbara Gordon so far. And um, Jay Lackey? Jalaki, uh, Titans is mediocre. It is just a bat fam show that underutilized with that underutilized actual Titans characters. So mixed, let's say mixed at best thoughts on uh, Titans as a show. That's what we were talking about last week. This week, thanks to the Emmys, we're going to talk about the Emmys briefly. Although full disclosure, we are recording this prior to them happening. Um, so even though we know in the future who won the things in now in the past times, we don't know. So, uh, how did you sleep tonight? uh, Exactly. Logic. Uh, So just a lot of timey wimey stuff going on on the show today. So we're, we're going to use that as a springboard to talk about our favorite shows of 2021 so far. And also while we're doing full disclosure, Roxy, we can talk about this when we're talking about it. I had a hard time remembering what shows happened this year and what shows happened last year. So I had to Google every single one of them. And what made it incredibly difficult, DJ, is that as we're talking about the Emmy shows, not all those Emmy shows are 2021 shows. Almost all of them were like, oh, no, WandaVision's 2021. Yeah, that was confusing, too. (laughs) So then I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. Can I talk about this? Because it could be nominated for the Emmy season. Mm -hmm. Then I guess I'll talk about that in Emmy category. So I have like three categories on my, my list of like 2021, 2020 with Emmys, mid-season right now could possibly make list of 2021, like yeah. that. Yes. Like that. Yeah, yeah it's, we've got brackets, play at home. We're going to send the play at home game. Uh, keep an eye on your mailbox. So that's what we're going to, that's our main topic today. We're going to talk about our favorite shows of 2021. But before we do that, as always, we would like to get into what we are into this week roxy let us start with you let's talk about schmageddon i'm kidding it's schmigadoon <laughs> oh god dj apple plus is knocking it out of the park for me right now did you check dj i checked and i will have to pay for it and i will at some point to try all the things but i'm not right now i'm a little tapped on my streaming uh, yeah options. yeah i just thought it might be free and, so, and, and to be honest it, maybe it was and i accidentally because i did rent a movie from there a couple months ago and maybe i like burned out my window figured something yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so okay so you guys know i i love ted lasso i love the morning show and then what was the show? Oh, and then I ended up loving Mythic Quest. Yes. So I just decided, okay, Apple TV, you got me. You've got me. I'm going to give another one a go. And a couple of you guys at home had been saying this word that I never really paid attention to that I was like, schmigadoon, okay. Yeah. And then I saw it pop up on there and I was like, they have my trust right now. I'm just going to keep the ride going. Mm-hmm. So I didn't look into what schmigadoon is at all. I just hit play. Yes. Do you know anything about this show? Um, I know uh, what I looked up this morning. I know, obviously, Keegan Michael Key and Cicely Strong, and I feel and I feel like it has to be in some way a reference homage to Brigadoon, the yeah, classic so that's musical. What, that's what my figure was that yeah. it had that something Brigadoony, but uh, I didn't know what the premise of the show is. That Keegan Michael Key and Cicely Strong are dating Mm -hmm. and they go on this like 
couples retreat because they're trying to get that spark back. They've been together for a few years mm-hmm. and gotta they get that spark. They got to get the spark mm-hmm. and they find themselves in it almost like Wizard of Oz esque mm-hmm. in a in a land that they are unfamiliar with called Schmigadoon, <laughs> which is a 1940 a 1940s musical. Mm-hmm. So they end up in this musical, but like as if they were you and me. Yes. And they're like, what the f- is going on? Yeah. It's six episodes. Okay. It is it is so short. I would cut off my arm for there to be more episodes of this. This show is so out of the box weird. By the way, also just looking at this, Fred Armisen, yeah. um, Dove Cameron, if you're one of the younger liking people. She's Kristen also Chenoweth. on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And she's supposed to be one of the Powerpuff Girls. Power, that show yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel powered. Powerpuff Girls. Oh. Kristen Chenoweth, Alan Cumming, uh, so many. Jane Krakowski, Martin, Martin Short, Short is in yeah. this. Yeah, it, it's just like uh, the cast is absurdly ridiculous. The show is an acid trip in, in the best way. You're watching it. There's great music in it, but also it's his, it's so funny. It's <laughs> so funny. Like laugh out loud funny. Can't believe what I'm watching funny. Uh, really, really raunchy, bizarro, excellently done. Haven't seen anything like this ever. And I can't recommend this show enough if you're looking for something different. Like if you like, if you like funny, if you like musicals, if these actors sound cool to you, and if you're like, oh, I have three hours of my life to spare, because I think each of the episodes is, I actually don't even remember how long the episodes were, like 45 minutes. I think they kind of did their own thing. Somebody in the chat, if you guys have seen it, tell me. This is, this is the show. This is like, holy crap, the show. Well, I do like comedies. I do like musicals. It does sound like a good setup for comedy. Also, obviously, this isn't what they did. Also, it could be a pretty good setup for a horror movie. Uh, (laughs) Totally. totally. uh, In the chat, we have uh, Kayla Marie. If you enjoy Golden Age musicals, Schmigadoon is a must. Leonard Kim says, we deserve more episodes. And the titular role, uh going back to the original thing or the previous thing we we're talking about meant to watch always be my maybe but also forgot about it um, yeah i i wouldn't say if i'm talking about those two things always be my maybe is such a great casual throw it on the background if you're not feeling like really committing to anything movie yes Dune is like stop what you're doing go watch this effing show cool 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 uh, but if it doesn't this is what i have been telling people about it because people have been, I, I tweeted out that it's great and people have been asking me if it doesn't sound good to you, it's not going to be good to you. Like if you're like, but I don't like comedies and musicals and like, I don't things. like joy. Well, it's like, oh, well, yeah. then maybe not for you. <laughs> right. But some people are like, well, I hate musical. I hate when people break out into song. Well, then you shouldn't watch a musical show. Yes. Like that's because that's what's happening in it. So if, if you hear the premise of this and you're like, that doesn't sound good, but maybe I'll give it a shot. You're not going to like it. If you hear the premise and you're like, huh. Okay. Then you're probably going to like it. I sounds like something I will enjoy. Does Keegan Michael Key sing? Don't want to answer that. Okay, fair That's enough. That's one of the one of the big um, questions of the show is, will he sing? Love it. Cool, 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 so. cool, cool, cool. Very excited about that. Now, before we get into what I am into this week, let's cut to a little bit of an ad break. Go be a good consumer and listen to our ads. Gosh, dang it! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We are back from ads. And I should mention, if you would like to listen to this show or watch it live without ads, you can, of course, do that at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. And if uh, you're just listening to the podcast, conversations you missed out on are we talked about the Hawkeye trailer. Um, I talked about my thoughts on the new HBO Max movie, Malignant. Um, a whole bunch of other stuff that you don't get to hear as part of the normal podcast. That is part of our two-hour full OSA show that happens live every Friday morning. And you can participate in that or listen to the audio of it later at Patreon dot com slash only stupid answers don't miss out but for what i am into this week i would like to talk about the fx adaptation of why the last man the hit comic series by brian k vaughn and pia guerra i hope i pronounced that right they finally done it after years years roxy they try to make movie adaptions they've tried to make shows finally the first three episodes have dropped on fx and it is fine. It is. It's fine. It's. It's. I'm going it's, to watch this, but I'm hearing exactly what you're saying from everybody that is a diehard fan. Everybody's saying this show ha- is okay. It's. It's completely fine. I let me tell you the things that I think are effective about it. And before I even do that, clarification: I'm not like a huge. I actually I've I've oh. read bits and pieces of Why the Last Man over the years. Um after watching the first few episodes, I went back and I've I've read the first volume. I'm in the middle of the second volume. Um but um so I kind of went into this more or less fresh other than knowing that just the not it, it the show's in a tough position because not only is it trying to live up to uh, a beloved graphic novel, a beloved source material, but also the history of the amount of failed adapt adaptations. Suddenly, now you have to live up to all the failures that happened before. Just like um, that Tom Quixote movie that Terry Gilliam was trying to make forever and ever, and then it finally comes out. And it's like, oh, this is fine. It doesn't live up to the legend of trying to get there to make it. Um, it so that's tough, and it makes me really worried about the Sandman Netflix show because it's like not, again not only do you have the source material to work against but the history of all the failed attempts to make this happen mm-hmm. are you going to live up to all that and the true the honest answer for most adaptations is no like it's just not you're not <laughs> um um so the synopsis is set in a post-apocalyptic world. Why is the last surviving male uh, human on a planet? His name's Yorick. I don't know why they, the synopsis called him Why. Uh, and it's based on the comic series Why the Last Man. The dude's name's Yorick. It's not Why. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 71% an audience audience score of 81%. And it's starring Diane Lane, um, Ashley Romans, uh, Ben Schnetzer, and Olivia Thirlby. And if you're a fan of comic adaptations like me, you'll uh, uh, remember Olivia Thirlby from the Dread movie, which is amazing. And if you haven't seen it, I cannot recommend it enough. It is so freaking good. So the interest, the, I think the difficulty here is, um, like the premise said, basically everything with a Y chromosome, every living organism with a Y chromosome on the planet dies. Boom. Except for York. So, so as far as the men department go, you're left with York and any trans men, and that's basically it. Um, 
the things that are really cool about the show is that because of that, all of your leads uh, besides York are women. And so it's, it's unique to have a prestige drama like this. I haven't watched Handmaid's Tale. I'd imagine, imagine it's more similar. But post you think about stuff like Walking Dead. You think about um, a, a lot of, of um, uh, prestige dramas, even though there are female characters and there may be amazing female characters, they're, they're, predomin- they're, it's, they're male-dominated. This right. is why the very nature of the premise is a female-dominated show. A lot of the characters making decisions, a lot of the characters running things um, are women. And I would... I, from reading the comic and watching this, it appears York has even made less of a central character than he was in the comic, which I think is a perfectly solid choice for this material. So that's really cool. The other thing that I think this improves upon the comic is that it is it engages more with the idea of trans men being a thing. The comic mentions it, but it's an early 2000s comic. Um, and I'm going to be honest, but it's super fucking dated. The way it talks about it is super dated. In the comic's defense, it's characters talking about it. And I do think... It is true of the characters in how they would talk about it in that time, but it's rough. Like reading it in 2020, it's it's rough. Uh, so I think it's really cool the way the show in, engages with that and appears to be poised to continue to engage with that in an interesting way. Um, and so I think all that is great. The problem is is that for me is that this is a very unique type. We've got a lot of apocalypse fiction. This type of apocalypse is very distinct. <laughs> All the men gone. All, everything with a Y chromosome gone. The way they depict it is, is just like any old apocalypse. It's just, it, other than the cast being mostly women, the way everybody is handling everything is just gen- generic apocalypse stuff to the point where like, and, and I think that that determines excuse me that's to the detriment of the show um because i think what would make it pop is the specificity of it so there's a scene diane lane's character is de facto president um soldier lady comes up and she's like oh militias are doing da 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 over here and she's like well send soldiers to da 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 over there and it just makes your brain go time out what are they doing like when you say militia growing up in the south militias were predominantly a, a dude thing and not, and, and there are female militias in the comic and not the, the few, the wives of those people are, and I say the wives just because honestly there it's typically those communities that have militias, not all of them, but a lot of the ones that I know about are man is head of the household. That That's the way the households run. So you just have questions about like, what is this militia? What is its goal? When you say militia in this context, what does that mean? And also when you say just send soldiers, like throughout the episode, we see soldiers uh, on uh, uh, tanks trying to corral citizens. We see soldiers at gates. We see whatever. And if you look it up, only 20% of the United States' military is women. So if everything with a Y chromosome dies... 80% of your military force is gone. And the show doesn't engage with that in a mean, any meaningful way. Hmm. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, and, and I will say it is also like, uh, it is a little tough and this isn't the show's fault. It's, it's baked in, but it, it is, uh, you know, when, when Thanos snaps his fingers and 50% of people go, I mean, we're, you know, we're in a world where a guy swings through the city on webs and there's a guy in a, uh, dressed like the American flag. You're like, okay, we roll with it. When you try to engage with the premise that like 50% of everybody just died in a more realistic setting, it becomes a little more challenging to be like, wait, how literally how is, how is anything, yeah. how is anything working? Like leftovers is, is, 
is built around the idea that like 10% of people disappear and everything just kind of like goes out of whack. Like 50% of people go like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, I think leftovers is 3% or 2%. It's, it's a small number. And even that is like, it fucks up everything. I mean, we're living through the, what we're living through right now affects the COVID is deadly to roughly give or take 10% of people. And that's ground our entire, it's, you know what I mean? It's made things really challenging. So like 50% of people immediately just drop dead. It's made things really challenging. That's one way to put it for sure. I mean, I, you know, but I guess to a degree, I mean, we're still doing our jobs, like, but it's still like, it's yeah, still, yeah. It's still a you. shit show. It's made things challenging. But like 50% of people just drop dead immediately. Like that's, that's a big, that's a big deal. But again, that's not, that's part of the comic too. It's, it's whatever. Um, so I hope, I will say the first episode is the roughest. It, it, for me, it felt the longest and the most fillery. Um, uh, but as the show progresses, it, I felt like it gets better because it gets more into the premise. And, and then there's little moments of specificity. Like there's a scene where Diane Lane's character over the phone has to convince a woman that um, it was the only woman working at this nuclear power plant to like go back into work because we need that power plant. And you're literally the only person left that worked there. And it's like more of that, more of that specificity of the situation, I think would make the show feel as special as its pedigree makes you want it to be. Uh, It's not the show's fault that it took so long for this adaptation to happen. It's not the show's fault. I mean, it is kind of the show's fault that it's based off of a, of a really beloved comic, but to live up to that, you've got to really like, you've got to feel less like a just kind of like a Walking Dead knockoff without the zombies, if that makes sense. Okay. But I think I, I, we'll think see. I might like it. I I I was because th- you like Walking Dead so much, but you're on the record for liking Walking Dead because you like zombies. I know. I know. And this doesn't have the zombies. I, I there's a lot to like you, here. I specifically you like zombies, DJ. Not only is the cast really good, um, uh, uh, but um, overall, but I really want to point out Ashley Romans, who plays Agent Three Fifty Five, um, who is easily the standout character. Um, she it works for a secret organization called the Culper Ring, and so she inadvertently because of everything goes on kind of become the pre- uh diane lane's like right hand woman and she's fucking great like she's just really cool um uh so i i i was very not on board with the first episode having watched the next two i am now probably going to keep up with the series and see where it goes from here and they've set up they've set up some interesting things and there's some themes that the comic kind of brushes over that the the show is engaging with more and i believe the showrunner is a woman um, and, and I think that's, that's really good for this, everything that this show is tackling. Um, and I'm interested to see how they engage with the source material going on. I, I do hope they kind of like, like there's a whole subplot with like a woman and her child that's basically there like, man, doesn't the apocalypse suck? And it's like, yeah, we, how many of these shows we, we know the, we, why are we spending time with this person? Like I, there's, there's yeah. not, not contributing to the plot. It's just there to say like, things are sad. And it's like, we know every half of the people have died. Like I get it. Um, so hopefully a little less of that, a little more of the specific, uh, uh, character driven world-based stuff. Um, so those are my thoughts on malignant and why the last man let me, for those playing at home, playing the home game, let me know what you think. <laughs> um, 
Um, Danny M says, I have read the comic of Why Last Man. I don't know how well the comics hold up. The show is uh, interesting moments, but I agree with DJ. It's focusing on some of the less interesting ideas in um, the comic. There's literally a whole subplot. Uh, York has a pet capuchin monkey. Um, it's, it's totally CGI and super noticeable in the show, but whatever. I'm not going to get on the show for that. But there's a whole subplot in an episode where, uh-oh, York's monkey ran away. And York's sad about it. And then eventually the monkey shows back up, and that that's the whole that's the whole subplot. And it's like, oh, this was pointless. This was a this was a big old uh, waste of uh, uh, episode space. Anyway, now we're going to talk about our uh, the Emmys and our favorite shows of the year. But wait, no, we're not going to do that just yet. We're going to do ads. Gosh dang it! So go be a good consumer and go listen to some ads. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, those were ads. I hope you. I hope you clicked on the links or visited the sites like uh, the good American you are, uh, <laughs> or, uh, or, or anywhere else in the world you are. True. Or if you happen to be on Mars. True. Capitalism and consumerism has have dominated the globe as they should. Yup, that's what I said too. <laughs> Nothing bad has ever come from that. We are not currently living in the consequences of such behavior. Go click on the links and listen to the ads. Always uh, on the same page. All on the same page. So now, Roxy, uh, before we get into our favorite shows of 2021, uh, the, the Emmys are happening this weekend or in the past, depending on when you're listening to this episode. And I feel like time is fluid. I feel like we've talked about it when the announcements happened but before we get into our favorite shows what did what did you think of the emmys last night <laughs> i thought that they were inspirational yeah revealing mm-hmm. there were um, more specifically though dj there were speeches yes yes and and winners and unfortunately more losers than winners. More losers than winners. And then there was that one moment. I don't want to spoil it for the kids at home, but you know the moment, Roxy. It yeah, just the, I was just blown away. And that moment made me have feelings mm-hmm. of all kinds that to say what they are would be to diminish being the moment. Yes. Yes, it would be, it would be so that. So now we have it, questions. Yeah from yeah, yeah. The, the the discord which by the way if you want to ask des- questions on the discord be a part of a discord community you can do that patreon.com slash only stupid answers it's a lovely community and i just revamped all the little uh, spots that you can talk into so there you go um leonard kim asks is there a show that you believe should have been nominated and is there a show that you believe may not have necessarily deserved its nomination yeah, I think that Emily in Paris is a weird effing show to be nominated. I also think that about Flight Attendant, although Flight Attendant a little less so. And I think both those shows were good shows. They were fine shows. I I binged both. I love both. But to be nominated for an Emmy, that's Wolf City for me. Yeah. How about you, DJ? Um, 
I'm trying again. It's a little tough for me. Just like when we talk about our favorites of 2021, it's a little tough because like just trying to think of when stuff dropped where. I totally agree I, 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 with the caveat. I totally agree with your Emily in Paris point with the caveat that I haven't watched it. I agree with it based on the conversation I've heard around. It's like, yeah, that makes sense for yeah. a show that shouldn't uh, be nominated. I'm trying to think of show, like if we're nominating WandaVision for stuff, I'm a little surprised we didn't nominate Falcon and Winter I'll Soldier for Winter stuff. Soldier. Me too, DJ. I think that Falcon and Winter Soldier was definitely of low-key WandaVision and that show was definitely the best show and the most Emmy-type show. You're talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah. You know, I've heard a lot of, you and I are on the same page on this, but I've heard a lot of conversation with people like dunking on Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, it just, it feels weird. Like the Marvel shows are like a Rorschach test for people. Like everybody looks at these shows and like comes away with like different feelings about them. Totally. Not strange to me because it's a like poignant, really well done are the biggest of the character. I don't, I don't, I'm not understanding why people didn't like this show. I love this show. Yeah, and I also feel like of the show, and again, I I enjoyed all of them, but I like of the shows we've gotten so far, I feel like it did a better job exploring, un- understanding its purpose and exploring its its core themes. Uh, uh, and, and again, not that I didn't have issues with the finale of it, but like overall, it, it felt the most cohesive of, of the shows. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, anyway, um, I, yeah, I don't again because I, I don't know. Uh, a lot of the shows that I really loved have now been coming back this year as opposed to last year. So I don't know if there's anything I other, we talked about the stuff. I guess that's it. The answer is Emily in Paris and Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm surprised wasn't nominated. Um, ST, speaking of Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision, SDS 2084, do the superhero shows have a real shot at winning Emmys? I think in general, superhero shows do have a good shot at winning Emmys when they're a show like Watchmen. Mm-hmm. I think I think it, this particular year, I don't think they have a good shot of winning Emmys because I don't think WandaVision should win Emmys. Didn't WandaVision already win something? Like a, like a, pre- like a next kind of thing? Yeah. I have no idea. Did it? Hold on. You Hold tell on. me, DJ. I'll you see. tell me. Agatha Long from WandaVision scores an Emmy Award win. For what? Best episode of uh, Funniest. No, okay. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> it won Outstanding Original Music and Lyrics. At the is the Creative Arts Emmys. It's one of the ones that they drop earlier. Like, ooh, Creative Arts. Boo, we don't want that in our main show. <laughs> wow, that one for Music and Lyrics? I don't was Hamilton I guess Hamilton was an original uh, for, for it was not made for the TV what about Schmigadoon when did Schmigadoon drop did it drop this year yeah it dropped like a yeah, month ago so maybe, yeah so maybe maybe that's an option I mean I like that song I do have some frustrations with it because narratively it was confusing but um, uh, you're talking about Agatha all along it's like because it, it wasn't Agatha all along she showed up after Wanda had already done her stuff but whatever um uh, but good, good you know, listen, it's a fun, catchy earwormer song, so good for them. Um, Ryan McCoy asks, we have heard for years that voters don't actually watch all of what they're supposed to before judging categories. How do you think we could fix that? In what ways would you like to see them improve the Emmys? Uh, well, if we really wanted to fix that, everything would be digital and they would have to law, like at least it would have to play. Yes. All the way through. 
And you would have to be able to see that it played all the way through. Now, can you guarantee that somebody watched it? No, because I just don't think there's a world in which you can get everybody to come in for every viewing. Um, also, this might what? be controversial. Doesn't matter if they did. I mean, I know they're voting on it, but it's not what I mean. Like it, that's Gigi, it's, to me, it really does. Okay, all right, all right. To fair me, enough. it really does because the, of all the award shows. The Emmys are my favorite. I love okay. the Emmys, but the the thing is, I. I know for a fact, as do you, that they do not watch all of them. No. Because there's so much to watch. It's not like the Oscars, where when you're watching a movie, you watch the movie and you're done. Not only do you have to watch the season, but if it's a narrative piece, you probably have to watch previous seasons to understand or or respect or appreciate all of it. Yeah. And so it is really hard. And Emmys are often given to the most popular show because the less popular shows are not being watched as opposed to the Oscars where I don't feel like it's always the most popular movie that wins the Emmys. It usually is. And that sucks because for somebody like me, who is a diehard TV fan, you know, TV before movies 10 out of 10 times, I watch every show that's nominated for an Emmy, every episode of it. And they, they almost never get it right because they're not watching them. Well, and And I guess frustrating. If you're able to watch all these shows and also it's like, are, do they, do they, they don't, they're given an ep, like, like when you're nominated, when you're trying to get nominated for an Emmy, you, you submit a specific episode. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to, you don't have to watch the whole series. I, they should, but they should at least watch the freaking episode. Like at least yes, know at what least watch show. the episode. Yeah. 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 But I have friends who vote and they're like, yeah, but I didn't see these two shows. And I'm like, I think that's really wrong. Yeah. I think that's really wrong. They're like, but I hear that these are the two weakest ones. Hear that from who? The other people who didn't watch it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, as somebody who was who's a fan of the Americans and all the times that they didn't win anything. And with leftovers. Yeah. And those were two of the best shows of the last decade by far. Yeah. And like they just they continue to not support the best shows. And it really makes a difference. And so as a creator, as you are too, DJ, I would just hope that if I ever had a show. And then that show ever did well, but well enough to be on TV, but was not blowing up that somebody would actually watch it and give it the time. Like think about this is why things like last season Shit's Creek, which had been on for years, never nominated, all of a sudden becomes popular and wins every single award. Yeah. So you're telling me that was the only good season of that show. Yeah. That all of a sudden the show just, after six years or whatever, it turned good. No, it was because nobody was watching it. And like, that's a problem. Yeah. And on, it does that, happen with the movies too, but not as much as with TV. Uh, and on that note as well, talking about shows that should have been nominated, um, uh, The Expanse. If we're nominating stuff like WandaVision and The Flight Attendant. You love this. I've never seen it. The, ex- you, the Expanse well, you- is, 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 is definitely, I, I feel safe in saying is the best sci-fi show on TV. Uh, it, it might be one of the best sci-fi shows in the last decade or whatever, it's just really um, smart and intelligently written. And, and it's just for people that like enjoy game of Thrones, but also enjoy sci-fi and also maybe thought game of Thrones, maybe invested too much in the sprawl and to the spreading of things out. Mm-hmm. The expanse is the perfect antidote to that because it, it it's, it's perfectly balanced. It doesn't, it, it follows a bunch of different characters, but it doesn't get too wide that there's no way that it can close its narrative each season because it's based on a series of, of books. Each season tells its own concise story while connecting to the previous seasons. Like it, it's just, it just does all the things that totally. you want these shows to do, but because it's not 
Game of Thrones or whatever, it's not even getting nominated. And it's like, it's not even getting nominated? Like, that's bananas. It's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. Yeah. I'm with you. And I think that's one of the things that, like, it's, and again, this is not, I, I've enjoyed WandaVision and Loki and Falcon and Soldier and all of them. But it is also one of those local, they're nominated in Mandalorian. It's like they're nominated because everybody's talking about them. Yeah. I don't know that they're like the best shows. I enjoy them. I like them. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to entertain the idea that they might be some of the best shows on TV. But like, so are, like why is they? Emily in Paris? You're going to tell me that Emily in Paris is nominated because it is the best show. Anyway, so those are our, those are the, those are our, those are our nothing. That's the Emmy, Emmy thoughts, Emmy questions. Um, but listen, forget about the Emmys. We're, we live in 2021 and there are a lot of good shows on and we want to talk about those. Roxy, you recommended this last week and I forced you to talk about Titans. So this week, so this week we're going to be talking about our favorite shows. Um, uh, we got some, some thoughts here from STS 2084. Uh, he, uh, they're loving all of the Marvel shows we've gotten so far. Bad batch was also good. Um, but he's hoping both, or they're hoping Bo, uh, book of Boba Fett closes the year, clo- closes the year strong boiler huff favorite shows of 21, 21 so far, all the MCU shows, bad batch mayor of East town. Um, also will not new caught up on Ted Lasso. Uh, and look, he's, they caught up on. Uh, tell us season one and they are looking forward to season two uh finio says mayor of east town and leonard kim kim says uh favorite shows this year home economics shadow and bone lucifer outer banks mighty ducks game changers big shot f boy island dave mythic quest trying ted lasso the bachelor shows the mcu shows minus what if er uh, it unfortunately isn't doing it for me leonard kim uh, what if the best one um, i get it um so roxy i even blacked mine out so that you wouldn't be uh spoiled for my favorite i was shows. wondering what was blacked out there i didn't i wanted to surprise you i don't know what i wanted to do um let's but, wait, by the way by the way though just briefly as i was looking up when the dates of the things were when do you think that rami was rami was 2020 right yeah it yes. was i thought that that was this year i don't know how i missed that i Un- Unrelated to that, though, Rami very clearly should have been nominated for an Emmy then. Oh my God, you are so right. You are so oh. right. Um, and uh, I was, I was actually thinking about Rami for this too. Um, and also, just while we're on the subject, props to Rami for not making Rami the character also a comedian. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think there's a lot of merit in just letting your dude be or or chick or whoever your protagonist is, even if you're. This show is clearly based around you and your comic persona. Just having them be a person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. As opposed to what Dave did, but yes, Rami is a show. I mean, the fact that that's not nominated every year, it is. It is definitely, definitely one of the best comedies. It, well, that's interesting too. I want to. This is a good segue into um, one of my hands down favorite shows. It's currently airing. Uh, it's Reservation Dogs on FX. Ooh, I hear really good things, DJ, but I don't watch it. I cannot recommend it enough. I will say, and the reason I'm talking about it at this part of the conversation, uh, and for those that don't know, is created by, um, uh, is produced by Taika Waititi and Sterling Harjo. I think is how you pronounce their last name. Um, who is the is the showrunner and lead writer. Um, and I bring it up because it is it is technically it's billed as a comedy. It's technically a dramedy, but especially the last couple episodes have been they've been dramas. They've been, they've been dramas with some funny moments. Um, so for you as somebody that that kind of like 
I mean, obviously you're watching the morning show, you do a lot of balance of stuff, but I know, I know you've also really enjoyed with these times, like escape stuff. Reservation Dogs isn't necessarily that. It is often fucking hilarious and the characters are great. And, and it's just a, a really cool uh, world. I say that like it's a fictional world. It's, it's a reservation in Oklahoma. It's based off the creator's own life. Like it's, it's a, it's a world people live in. Um, but it, it's a world that we don't experience on TV. Um, but it's all, it's also not very like, escapist some some of the episodes specifically this the episode that aired the week of this recording uh with bill burr making an incredible cameo uh really yeah the, the way they've used um like bobby lee shows up the way they use like different cameos is is expert like like bill burr plays like even a mandalorian bill burr plays like a bill burr type not in this like this is the first time i've watched bill burns i'm like oh he's fucking act- like he's acting he's acting he's playing a character um that's cool uh but again it's, it's just a it's just a cameo um actors like zon mclarnon um who you might have seen in fargo or dr sleep or um uh, he's in bone tomahawk um and west study these these more well-recognized native american actors um, indigenous actors show up in it roles. And it's interesting because when I think about like West, West studies was the one that blew me away. Like he shows up in an episode, episode and I'm like, is that West study? Cause you're used to seeing him being like the noble warrior. You know what I mean? The, the role we cast native American actors in like that yeah. role. And in this, he's just a dude. He's just kind of like a fuck up dude. Uh, that's they, they run into him sleeping on a bench and he's just kind of like scheming. And it's and I think that's the beauty of this show is that like in any you, Rami's another great example like these actors like if you look up most of the supporting characters in Rami what have they mostly played fucking terrorists because they're Middle Eastern and in Rami they just get to be fucking people because they are yeah, like yeah and yeah. That, and similar with Reservation Dogs and just any show that like um can really capture that balance of like the 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 kind of the humor and kind of the the outlandishness of everyday life with the drama aspects and the way it balances like reservation dogs is blowing me away so that is that is definitely like one of my favorite shows this year i don't know how to do this dj (laughs) but do you want to just rattle off the list do you want to i know i spent a lot of time on one of my shows i know i know i was like if i go in like that on all of mine, we'll be here for four more years. Okay, go through it. And if something like, if you want to say something or, or because I'm imagining a lot of the shows on my list will also be on your list so we can go off of it like that. So you let's dive into yours. Okay. M- making this list for somebody like me who watches like uh, more than 100 shows a year. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> is really hard because it's, it's hard to differentiate between my favorite shows and the best shows because yes. sometimes those are different. Like, That's, you know, yes. what's not making my list is like Big Brother's not making my list. Yeah, that yeah, Boy yeah. Island's not making my list. The shows that I, uh, Bachelor in Paradise, the shows that I make you listen to me talk about uh, not you, making my list. You love them. You enjoy them. There's merit to them, but are yeah. they the best shows on TV? Like when? Right, you know exactly. What I mean? yeah. So it, it's hard. Um, and then there are shows that I'm like, while that show was really hard to get through, it is definitely the best. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So like, because of that, my, a couple of non-scripted shows that I had on my list were Alan V. Farrow, which okay. yeah, yeah, they yeah. did, they did such an incredible job of breaking down that story that like, 
I have to give them credit where credit is due as a show and diving into the Alan B. Farrow, obviously talking about the Mia Farrow, Woody Allen show that yeah. came out. It was the way that they, it was really, really well done. Um, I, I also think that about framing Britney Spears, by yeah. the way, they both, both those shows did an amazing job, but then for shows that like, I just loved, couldn't have talked to you enough about this. I credit you for me watching this in the first place. Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Yeah. Oh my God, DJ. So good. So good. Family friendly. White Lotus, you turned me on yes. to. That White Lotus is on my list as well. Yeah. It has to be because of the way that it's made. You yeah. can't you can't see Jennifer Coolidge in that show and think that anybody else so should funny. whenever she whatever year she gets to be nominated, it's her. Yeah. So fucking funny. And just, yeah, the the writing on the show and all the performances and how they can make these people that are really easy to hate, but also you, it, it, it does a good job. It does a lot of things, but with a lot of those characters, it does a good job of showing how privilege kind of cages you in a toxic mindset that like you can't see out of. No. You know what I mean? And even even when you're not trying to be a bad person or make the wrong choices, you actually don't have the tools in your tool set to do the right thing sometimes. Yeah, because you are so tunnel vision. Because Sydney Sweeney's character like is saying all the stuff that we say on social media all the time, but it's fr- it's again it's from that like privileged person. Like she can't. She's still a part of this system. She talks right. like she's outside of it, but she's not. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, another show that I love, the Mindy Kaling produced show, Never Have I Ever. Mm-hmm. They did a great second season this year. So I, I feel like that kind of goes more in the Mighty Ducks category where like, uh, I'll excuse a little younger, but if you're looking to these coming of age shows, I really appreciate. Uh, Mayor of Easttown, which I told you is kind of yeah. like a true detective of this time. Yeah. And we, that was a lot of on this, on our discord people. A lot of people were bringing that up as well. Yeah. Really, really strong from beginning to end. I know some people didn't like the ending, but for me, they, they stuck the landing. Uh, something that's going to be on everybody's list, I think. Ted Lasso. Yes. Once you get on Apple Plus, might be on yours too. I imagine it would be because it's from the same guy that did Scrubs, right? Showrunner. Is that true? I think it might be, and I like. I can't. I can't just say that and then like move on as a. Hey, hey. Uh, I'll look it up. Keep going. <laughs> the reason that I'm not sure, DJ, I know you'll like this show. Baseline, at least you'll like it. Yeah. The reason I'm not sure how much you'll love it is because. This show is actually just, and and I almost debated putting it on my list because it is one of my absolute favorite shows and it couldn't come at a better time with it being like the worst time of our lives right now and this being (laughs) a feel good moment and this being a feel good show. But this show doesn't really, it doesn't reinvent the wheel. It's not the most like daring roles or storylines. It's just so sweet and, and well, and just, well put together and packaged yeah. that it's it would be impossible to hate but i don't know that you'll be like that's one of the best shows i've ever seen it's i have very i have high hopes because i just looked it up bill lawrence is a producer on it and he did scrubs and i love scrubs and when people talk about the positive vibes i think parks and rec which is another one of my favorite shows ever um uh i my only concern is that we're now two seasons in of hype and so it's like yeah, it's I a know. lot to live up to when you're just coming in <laughs> So while I love this show, this yeah. show is not close to as funny as Scrubs or Parks and Rec. Okay. It is a comedy that is more like a feel-good comedy. It is not like a ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. Yeah, 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 yeah. it, it's not. It's funny, but it's not that funny. It's just really beautiful. Got it, got it. It's really got it. sweet. Uh, so that's on my list. Something that I bet's on your list too, DJ. Pose. 100%. 
we'll see how that does this year at the Emmys. Uh, I think that the, I think that it's nominated for a few different things. Yeah, it's nominated for. I think Billy Porter is nominated again. Um, I want to say I think it's uh, nominated too. It's nominated for outstanding drama series. Um, Billy Porter, outstanding lead actor. And then MJ Rodriguez, an outstanding lead actress. And if I'm being honest, I, I, all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> you give them all of the above. I agree. I'm hoping that this kind of has its Shit's Creek moment where yeah. finally Pose is like, Billy Porter's been recognized before, but I'm hoping that MJ's recognized, Pose is recognized, and Billy's recognized yeah, again. Why It does all the things. Like, what are you? What else are you looking yeah, for? Yeah, like it does all the things. It's really good. Uh, so that... Mythic Quest, which I talked your ear about off about last week. Schmigadoon actually officially like boom. Oh my god, boom. Handmaid's Tale, which we've talked about too, the most depressing show on TV, but God is it well done. Mm-hmm. Uh Kaminsky method. Yeah, this you talked about show. this too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always pair that with Grace and Frankie, which also there's only been four episodes of this year, but they've been four great episodes. So those two shows. Any show that I feel like I could watch with Grammy and she loves, it does a whole different thing for me. So those Absolutely. are both great. And it's also uh, good to let actors, like I, I know there was some uh, um, uh, tweet going around yesterday. I was like, oh, it's unbelievable that uh, Clint Eastwood at 90 something is like directing and starring a crime mean, show. Yeah. And it's one of those that's like, I people were giving shit for that comment. I was like, I do think it's a little ridiculous that, I mean- Maybe Clint Eastwood should take a break, but but <laughs> why were people giving shit for that comment? Because it's it, the people making fun of like, oh yeah, whatever that it's, uh, because the comment is basically like, I don't maybe I'm misinterpreting the situation. The comment's basically like he's too old to be doing this shit, or that like we should, you can stop at a certain point, and I broadly agree with that. Uncle, it's like come on, man, you're. Oh, I hear you. I always think about that baby in in American Sniper. Like, yeah, I think. You could take a break, guy. But then it's, at the same time, but, but when, think Betty about, White, on. let's go. But see, Betty White doesn't like, she just gets to be an icon. Like, Clint Eastwood, just be the icon now. Go do your chair bit at the RNC. <laughs> um, um, but that said, with like Kaminsky Method and um, um, Grace and Frankie, it's also a good opportunity for older actors because the older actors don't, especially when I think of Grace and Frankie, older women actresses don't get the opportunity to do stuff. And so that's another, I, I have my critiques of Netflix and their algorithm based system, but the fact that they're doing everything allows opportunities for these shows to exist. Totally. And who's exactly. the, 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 it's in, uh, in convincing method, Alan Arkin and, um, uh, Mark, uh, Martin, uh, Martin Sheen. Yeah. Yeah. Which who's, who's, um, who's, um, our OG Ant-Man, right? Am I am I mixing my metaphors? No, I th- I think that's right. I don't want to mess it up. I feel pretty confident about it, but I don't want to mess it up. No, no, we're not Martin Sheen. What are we doing? Martin Sheen Wait. is the part of. We're thinking of. Um, no, what's, what's his name? Um. Oh my God, we're messing up, Roxy. We've got too many things on our Michael brain. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Douglas. That's what we're doing. I go Martin. Michael Douglas. Which, by the way, that Roxy, was tough. that was a tough moment for me. It's a tough moment for me as well. I messed up as well. Um. Also, Roxy, you're not watching What If, but two universes now, Hank Pym, Michael Douglas as Hank Pym, has really fucked things up for everybody. <laughs> God damn, Michael my, Douglas. My takeaway, my takeaway from What If is you top, stop by a different universe is like, oh, okay, so Hank Pym's a problem. And also, oh, because you didn't watch the zombie, zombie episode. Not 
WandaVision shows that Wanda's a problem. Vision is all, in the right circumstance, Vision is also a problem. <laughs> yeah, you told me he's an issue. Yeah, he's he does issue. some, he does some, you haven't, in the zombie episode, you find out that he's basically been capturing people and feeding them to zombie Wanda. Zombie Wanda. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, you two are a mess. <laughs> uh, anyway. A couple... A couple more on here. Dave, which I, I forced DJ to watch. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. I know we just, again, I we talked about Rami in comparison to it, and I think Rami's choice of not having him be a com- comedian was strong. That said, I, Dave as a show makes a lot of really strong choices and has really standout episodes on both the drama side and the comedy side. Again, with him, that episode with him and Benny Blanco is fucking hilarious. Yeah, and has Gata, and that matters to yes. us. Uh, and mm-hmm. Shameless, I like the final season a lot. And This Is Us, which, again, like sultry, sweet, but also decided to tackle uh, a lot of big movements this year. Like they talk about um, because they because Sterling K. Brown is one of the lead characters of the siblings and the other two siblings are white. They actually started addressing things that viewers have been wondering for a long time. Like, why don't they ever talk about how Sterling K. Brown characters feel feels about having two white siblings and two white parents and being adopted as a black kid. Like there's just so many things that they have not talked about that they started addressing on the show and also address COVID um, and COVID and pregnancies and COVID and family and COVID and Alzheimer's and COVID. And, and they, I think that they did a really good job implementing it into the show. So for that reason, I also put that on my list. Yeah. Um, Was this the season where the, there was the twist of like in the future character that we want to be with this person isn't with that person. And we, and we have we, yeah. been like a lot of seasons. DJ. Oh, okay. I just didn't know if we followed up on that. that was the last thing I remember you saying. And I didn't know if we, followed yeah, up no, that, that, that was this season, but it's okay. happened many times. Okay. Keep tearing our heart out. Uh, and then, yeah, then the rest of my shows that I really like wanted to talk about for Emmys that weren't this year, um, pen 15, I may destroy you yeah. uh, succession, which is coming back. Rami. Um, yeah, those are some of the main ones. Dead to me. For some reason, and I think it was, okay, so I May Destroy You was nominated for Outstanding um, Limited Series. And Michaela must have been nominated. Yes, for lead actress in a limited series or movie. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, I apologize. I'm going to mispronounce his name. Papa, Pepa Esiedu. I'm so sorry. Uh, outstanding Supporting Actor in a Limited Series or Movie. Oh, okay. Um, sometimes you just got to muscle through. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, cool. So those were, those were Roxy's The Pantheon. A lot of them. I have more, but that's that's a lot of them. Well, well, give, me one, get to, give me one more mm. that didn't make the top, that didn't make the top cut. Doesn't make the top cut, uh, but... Well, I don't know about what's going to happen with sex education, but so far it's really great cool. um, this season. And same thing with Morning Show. You said give me one, but I give you multiple. Boom. Uh, and uh, Falcon, the Winter Soldier, and Cobra Kai as like kind of ancillary picks are on here. Yeah, I enjoy. Fun. Loved them. Yeah. I actually don't even know if Cobra Kai was this year. Yes. The third season, I 
oh, or was it 2020? Oh, I think it might have been like December of 2020. Oh, who the fuck knows? Well, then Mandalorian, if we're doing December 2020, yeah. like in that category of off. Yeah, and then Mandalorian got nominated for a lot of stuff. So for me, some stuff yeah. that I'd like to mention that you didn't mention are actually yes. two Taika Waititi joints. One is uh, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which I just caught up with this year, but also the third season's dropping now, and so far, so good. Um, uh, what We Do in the Shadows is hilarious. Uh, it's one of, It's great. Um, I love the movie. I love the show. But also, spinning out of the same universe, so What We Do in the Shadows is connected to the m- movie, but also, if you've seen the original movie, there's these two cops that show up. I've seen the movie and the show. Yeah, so in the the two cops show up to investigate um, uh, their friend by the getting band. accident of sun- mm-hmm. sunlight. Those cops have a spinoff show in New Zealand called Wellington Paranormal. This is a I did bit- not know that DJ. Where yeah. is that show live? So on uh, it's on HBO Max. It's on HBO oh, Max. Yeah. This is a bit of a cheat because the show I think it started in 2018, but it just dropped on HBO Max this year. So Americans, for ease of access of Americans, it just started airing in America this year and it is fucking hilarious each episode is a different paranormal thing in new zealand that these bumbling cops incompetently try to handle and it's fucking hilarious um it's i i it's something and i don't know if it's a specific new zealand type of humor or just these these group of creators like uh taika watiti jermaine clement uh, you know what I mean? That the flight of the Concords crew that, yeah, have, yeah, yeah. that have come over to America, their specific brand of humor, but it's great. Um, and, and what's so funny is that obviously characters from the movie have shown up in what we do in the shadows of the show, the characters that haven't shown up in what we do in the shadows, some of them show up in Wellington paranormal, like the, the, the guy that they accidentally turn in the movie. Uh, that's kind of a douchebag. He shows up in Wellington Paranormal in an episode. Wait, that's amazing. So it's all connected. <laughs> They're all part of the as same good universe. As, is it as good as what we do in the shadows? The show? I yes, but for different reasons. The, the okay. it's it it's it's much more of that like deadpan. Uh, it's it's much more New Zealand than what we do in the shadows. The show is. Uh, which takes a lot of those things and Americanizes it in a lot of ways. So even though the humor, a lot of the humor stays the same. So it's much more deadpan, much drier. Um, but it's it's fucking great. I think we're in the middle. Both season one and two are are dropped on HBO this year. So I think we're in the middle of season two. Um, but if you haven't checked that out, highly recommend it. Super funny. The cast is really good. And then uh, you, more fun stuff. I've really enjoyed What If, obviously, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I also really enjoyed The Bad Batch. Um, Star Wars Visions would, would 100% be on this list. But again, I'm not allowed to review it le- yet. So this is just a stray comment, not a review. <laughs> yep. Uh, not a full review. Although, watch that shit when it drops. Um, so, yeah. Those are the those are the best shows of the of the twenty twenty one you uh, so far, so, so far. far. We Marie still got time. We still got time. Uh, Kayla Marie says um, uh, uh, top picks: Ted Lasso, Queen's Gambit. Although I think that was last year. Sorry, uh, I made a story. You also last year. We're here. I don't know what that is. Uh, Mythic Quest, Marvel shows, and the boys. I feel like is we're here a Paul Rudd thing. Oh, it might be the one where he's like cloned or something. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I like that show, but I don't think that's what it was called. What's work here? I'll L- look it up. Leonard Kim wants to add Nine Perfect Strangers, the other two, Star Girl, and the and Only Murders in the Building. Um, <laughs> Glenn Caesar, uh, Power Raising Kanan, Heels, The Bad Batch, What If, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Cobra Kai, and The Mandalorian Two. 
So a lot of, oh, um, uh, Danium says copy, uh, paste Kayla Marie's list for me and add Rick and Morty. I oh, will we're here as a, as a drag queen. We're now in drag queens, Bob the drag queen, Eureka and Shangela uh, will inspire and teach their own drag daughters to step outside their comfort zone for a night of no holds barred full on drag. Cool. That's but I think that's on HBO. I think that's on HBO. Max. I don't know. Yes, it says watch on HBO. I will say Danian brought up Rick and Morty. I might talk about it on the show at some point. Uh, this season, I'm a I'm a fan of Rick and Morty. This season was a big old woof for me for most of it. Uh, mm-hmm. except the last three episodes, the last three episodes, like almost single-handedly like rescued the rest of the season, um, from being just kind of like, not bad, but just kind of feeling like, uh, like middle of the road family guy type humor. Whereas the last three episodes really bring back. Cause, cause I think what makes Rick and Morty work is this general sense of pathos and, and Rick's own self-loathing. Like you need to have that, like that, that dose of bleakness to make the show not be kind of like just um too self-involved um uh so those last three episodes really really brought that in a powerful way so i like those three episodes a lot and the first episode was good and the other ones were kind of all over the place so now those are the again those are our best shows of 2021 roxy any final thoughts for those at home just cannot believe how much incredible television is on now like that as i was making this list i was like wow my my uh 10 year old wants to work in television obsessed with tv watching all my children general hospital Mm -hmm. self is like flipping out over the amount of different types of shows like i i can't believe it and it's such a cool time if we're gonna have to be stuck at home in a pandemic thank you God, we have TV. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of good options. And I will also say this is these, I can't mention these shows because they didn't come out this year, but they're both on HBO Max, uh, Warrior and also The Nick. And I will talk about The Nick on one of these shows, but I just started watching that. It was a Cinemax show starring Clive Owen. Uh, it is fucking great. Uh, but that's not, that's for another time. Hmm. Roxy, remind the kids yeah. at home where they can find you. Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on in the world girls in the next couple of weeks, um, where we, we're giving, Dorena's going out of town to go to uh fantastic fest. I know that you've been there before. DJ. Is this her first time? Has she been before? No, she's been before. She loves okay. it there. Um, we never ran into her when we were there, but anyway, good for her. I'm glad she's going. Um, and so Steph and I are doing things that, uh, um, we would not do with D. <laughs> like having a basic bitch show. I'll explain all of that and more over on the World Girls. So check us out. Go uh, check Wednesdays out. and Sundays. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like that sounds awesome. Uh, you can find <laughs> me uh, at DJ Talks Trash. Uh, update on Hellbent. Uh, it's going to be going to the printers. Boom. It's going to the printers next week. Yes. Um, and I will keep you all updated. I've been hearing some not great news on supply chain stuff just generally. Uh, so I COVID wise. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have some concerns about that. But 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 I'll keep you all updated. But it's it's the comic itself is complete. It is it is going to the printers, and I'll keep you all updated on that. You can find me for updates on that and more uh, at DJ Talks Trash. You can find this show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter, 
You ain't got the vows from stupid. That is it for this week, and we'll see you all next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.